Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Why, hello, 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 Internet. It's Saturday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for Gaming Gumbo, your weekly gaming wrap-up. In this case, your yearly gaming wrap-up, our last episode of the year as we head into the Christmas and New Year's holidays. We wish you very, very happy holidays, uh, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, which is you know already underway, and uh, Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating, enjoy it, be safe. We here at Ready Check Radio wish you, obviously, the best holidays and a fantastic new year. We'll be back in January, the next two weeks off. We will still have, like, the normal streams and stuff, with the exception of streams that fall on exact holidays. But, uh, yeah, enjoy the show. Oh, we, we dead? Oh, we, we, are we dead? Well, what? I don't know. Twitch chat saying we dead. Everything still shows live on my side. So uh, I'm right. watching it live. Okay. All right. All right. We're back. We're back. Okay. So Twitch might have blipped, but everything on our side is fine. We're doing the show live. <laughs> I'm Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man. If you ever get a chance, we'd love to have you live in chat with us. Twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. Uh, we'd love to have you here. So come on by and visit. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on Audible, iTunes, Spotify, any of that stuff, thank you so much. Give it a thumbs up, a like, a subscribe while you're there. Join me to finish off the year with episode 104, Mr. Dom Greco. What's up, sir? Hello, how are you? A long time no see. I'm well. Apparently, I did not have my mic on in oh. that scene. In when I was oh. showing the happy holidays. So. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. I'm going to go ahead and go to uh, studio mode while you talk. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to talk. Okay, yeah, hello. Yeah, you're yeah, going to This is talk. me talking. Yeah. And you're going to talk about all the good stuff that you're doing all for the, the holidays. Stuff. All the good stuff that well, I'm doing for the holidays. I so... had an audio input <laughs> capture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're going to narrate what you're doing to make it very difficult for me to talk uh and they can't hear you um yeah so i don't then know for the holidays i'm gonna transition to that scene with my audio now working Perfect. on that scene uh-huh and it's so fantastic we... okay. also on the line yod resident <laughs> <laughs> artist of freddy check completely cut yeah, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Yon? <laughs> you tell him to talk, you talk over him, then as he's finally talking, you cut him off. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle! <laughs> uh, and here I thought Dom was the new Santa from pre-show. <laughs> we fixed the happy holiday slide! We did it! <laughs> I'm going back up the chimney. We did it. <laughs> How are you, Yon? You getting ready for the holidays? Uh, uh, yeah, more or less. Uh, I'm going to keep working on pages and stuff for this webcomic because I, I want to build up a buffer for next year and stuff like that. And so I have time to do other things and not have to stop. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, any any plans? Yeah. Is it going to just be you at home with the missus? Or... Yeah, yeah, just me at home with the missus. We, we, we still got to watch our 
old man cat because he's still recovering does, a little does bit. Is he old stomach. man? Yeah, he's old man cat. Um, he's our old man baby kitty. And uh, yeah. I do, I do want to go back to Dom just for a second, though. Yes. Hey, Dom, yes. go hide in your fireplace. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. I can't hear you anymore. <laughs> this is tremendous. And he's gone. He's, and he's hiding in a stocking. His <laughs> 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 head, head never disappeared. <laughs> Where you were standing, your head never disappeared. It was just sticking out of a stocking. It's great. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, uh, that's tremendous. Happy holidays. I wish I planned that one. Yeah. <laughs> Happy holidays, guys. I couldn't think of better people to do this with. Maybe Troy, but you know, whatever. Uh, Troy having gets this week off, so he gets the extended break. Uh, but right. obviously, happy holidays. And thank you to everybody behind the scenes uh, at Ready Check Radio. Much obliged. Nobody gets paid here, not even me. It's just something we do for fun. So uh, much obliged. Thank you. Yeah, your head was an ornament on the fireplace. <laughs> Definitely I'm, I'm so glad that the people listening on oh. Spotify got to see all of that. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a visual gag on that one, <laughs> Spotify. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about what? that. Once it's, again, that means you gotta go to the YouTube channel right. or readytickradio.com. <laughs> Just go to readytickradio.com. You're good. It Watch reminds it. me of I think it was Bo Burnham's second comedy special where he did like all these visual puns, like in jokes and stuff at the beginning of a show. And he goes, Yeah, this makes real great for my audio CD coming out. <laughs> <laughs> We'll figure out a way next year to just put audio-only jokes in so that Chad <laughs> watching the show is right. confused. But if you're listening to the show, you get it. That one's a little harder to pull off, I think. A we'll find a, a way. Hey, uh, speaking of hard things to pull off, it's really tough to <laughs> launch a video game. Like, it, it mm. really is, right? Like, hey. Yeah, I mean, you know, all the art and the sound and the writing and the coding and the testing, like, video games aren't easy. They aren't easy. Even like the most simple video game you can think of, there were challenges getting it to actually be a game. Yeah. Yeah, something that Fantastic uh, figured out uh, this past <laughs> week. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, I do say. Thank you. So the day before, the zombie open world MMO game that we talked about last week because it had finally made it to early access after being what many thought including myself for a long time was a scam now mm -hmm. not a scam in the normal terms right they didn't go to kickstarter raise a ton of money and then disappear or they didn't actually take your money yeah they didn't actually take your money at all a point that they kept revisiting when they were being called a scam that we didn't take pre-orders, we didn't sell founders packs, we didn't, you know, we didn't take a dime from consumers. No, but what they did do was for over two years, over five years, uh, allegedly, by them, develop, and then for over two years, market an open-world MMO survival zombie game and market a few other side projects because it was the most wish-listed game on Steam for a while, so they had a large audience following them, so they took the opportunity to market some side small projects to them, some other little things on Steam, an app that did a bunch of communication social networking stuff. But it wasn't a scam. No, no. 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 And it got delayed no. a bunch of times. It finally came out. 
And uh, within 48 hours, had over 15,000 Steam reviews with an overwhelmingly negative response because guess what? It wasn't an open world MMO survival <laughs> zombie game. That's crazy. That's nuts. Who, who saw that coming? <laughs> it was an instance-based extraction shooter and a very shitty one at that, and it was $40 to get into said early access. Yeah. I refunded oh. that shit right away. I I bought it to do a joke video on MMO Bomb about how bad it was because we were mm -hmm. all sure it was going to be bad. It was just a question of degrees. Uh, and I was like, I can't take the chance of needing this software for more than two hours. I, I'm refunding <laughs> it. And I did not do the video. <laughs> I yeah. Like, I mean, if you're looking for an instance-based extraction shooter, Hunt Showdown does it way better. So just just play that. Well, the, no, game, the, the game name is The Day Before. Uh, and if you haven't followed it, I just gave you the end of the story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Over the last year and a half, they have had a reveal on IGN that when it was scheduled to be revealed for the first time, the stream went live. They couldn't. They were having tech issues playing a video. Playing a video. Opening an MP4 on a stream. Here, I'm going to go my B-roll shot here. And I'm going <laughs> to cover this one for now. Look, I'm playing a video on a stream. Really? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it took. That's, yeah. But they couldn't do that. And so their IGN stream went on for nine hours showing nothing before they finally shut it down and delayed the thing. Then they got delisted from Steam because there was a trademark dispute over the name the day before. And they said, hey, we own the trademark. But when you went and looked at the trademark papers for a game they had been working on for what they say was five years, they had just filed for the trademark like a month before. And somebody already had it. Now that eventually got settled and they were able to get back on Steam, but there were periods of time where they might have actually had to change their name and were filing other trademarks for other names. And then there was just bad marketing galore. They were putting out little trailers of people in a sauna, and we're like, it's a zombie apocalypse. Like, what the fuck are you doing in a sauna? Like, this is just... What else are you doing in a zombie apocalypse? I mean, it was just a total mess from top to bottom. I mean, the game the game lives up to its name. They do everything the day before. <laughs> 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 File yeah. for trademark the day before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Code everything the day before. <laughs> so it came out on Thursday of last week, and we briefly touched on it on last week's episode because of the mm -hmm. launch and the reviews, and that's funny. Well, this week, just this week, on Monday, four days after the day before launched into what was supposed to be an estimated six to eight month early access period. Fantastic, effintastic, whatever they want to call themselves. They <laughs> announced this Monday they're closing up shop. Hmm. But the servers will stay on. Somehow. Well, so their initial announcement was today we announced the closure of Fantastic Studio. Unfortunately, the day before has failed financially, and we lack the funds to continue. All income received is being used to pay off debts to our partner partners. I'm going to stop right there, because, Dom, Steam pays out, for most accounts, on the 30th of the month. They mm -hmm. went into early access on whatever, the 7th. Correct. So yep. no matter how many sales they had, they hadn't seen a dime of the Steam money yet. And that was the only no. platform you could buy the game on. So they right, hadn't right. seen any of that money yet. So to come out and say the day before has failed financially means 
we've seen the number of sales and it doesn't meet our projection, but that doesn't close a company in four days. You no. like the, I feel like the only reason the day before actually even made it to an early access is because they were like, well, we're going to close. Maybe let's truck this thing out. Enough people will be okay with it being early access and having bugs and this and this and this. And hopefully we'll make a little bit of money to survive and fix it and get to a lot. Like, I feel like it was just like, it was, we might as well effort. Yeah. It's, it's just things like this is what ruins um, companies that are like even smaller for like early access stuff. They want to like try to actually care about their game, build their game up, develop their game and take like feedback. Like they want to do it the right way. They want to do it. At, you know the best way that they can with every intention of releasing it and then you get a company that comes like this and releases the game with no intention of following up on it mm-hmm. and it just it it leaves a sour taste in your mouth because it's like you don't want to start supporting games like this anymore here's the thing yeah they knew too right the day it went into early access they scrubbed a number of videos from their youtube channel right. that showed off features they knew weren't in that game anymore but they had previously advertised like they start they did not change their steam description though it still said open world survival mmo that never went away but they scrubbed a bunch of things along the way they knew they knew so i have a question yeah if they did advertise it as a you know extraction shooter type situation and not a open world mmo would that have made a difference I think so. I, would it have made a difference to the end net result of right. a bad to, game to and the consumer. company closing? Probably not. W- would it have made a difference? But to I think consumer. it definitely would have made. Yeah, I think it definitely would have made a, a difference on the backlash review wise, and maybe more of an audience that's willing to take a flyer on where early access goes, because there is enough of an audience that. Li- I mean, just look at how many are being developed. There is an right. audience of people that like extraction shooters and zombie games games and okay uh but when you add like if i hey here's my new action platformer and you open it up and it's a puzzle game <laughs> i'm getting a bad review immediately right like there is nothing i can do about that no matter how good of a puzzle game it is yeah but, yeah i can see that reading the rest of their statement we invested all of our efforts resources and man hours into the development of the day before which was our first huge game We really wanted to release new patches and reveal the full potential of the game, but unfortunately, we don't have the funding to continue the work. It's important to note, this is something they said before launch, and now they're saying it when their company closes. It's important to note that we didn't take any money from the public during the development of the day before. There were no pre-orders or crowdfunding campaigns. We worked tirelessly for five years, pouring our blood, sweat, and tears into the game At the moment, the future of the day before and Prop Night, one of their other small titles, is unknown, but the servers will remain operational. We apologize if we didn't meet your expectations. We did everything within our power, but unfortunately, we miscalculated our capabilities. Creating games is an incredibly challenging endeavor. We're grateful to everyone who supported us during these difficult years. It's been a fantastic journey over the past eight years. And then they go ahead and do a little timeline for themselves, which I'm not going to read here. But it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> talk about just like self-serving. Like, and at any point, 
during development, uh, Dom, I think if they would have, to Yod's kind of point, if they would have come forward and said, you know what, this was initially going to be X, and now we're Reeves we're remarking where our our Refocus. skills and refocusing and saying hey you know what it's probably just going to be an extract extraction shooter now i still again you, you can refocus like that companies do it all yeah. the time i would have more respect for that Absolutely. overwatch <laughs> overwatch famously is what's left over <laughs> from an mmorpg that was in development titan yeah. you know yeah, that that happens Look at Skull and Bones. <laughs> oh, we yeah, will. But, uh, but, but uh, I, how did they phrase it? Uh, shit happens. That was the best part. Yeah, because obviously there was a backlash to this, right? And they said, hey, we don't know what's going to happen, but the servers will remain op operational. I had to update my piece on this eight different times throughout Monday yeah. because... Mm -hmm. Steam said, the fuck it will. <laughs> and immediately, within two hours of them announcing that, they had cut off the ability to buy the game. You could not buy it. Uh, mm -hmm. Mytona, the publisher, who I did reach out to on behalf of MMO Bomb, right, trying to get a comment from them, um, they ended up working out something with Steam where, okay, it, it doesn't matter. If you have had the game for over two hours and you want a refund, you're going to get a refund. So literally, they will see zero from this game. Like, they will mm -hmm. net almost a zero. Uh, the best parts were everything that happened after that announcement. DayZ immediately <laughs> put, up a, <laughs> put up a tweet in the exact... Because it was, you know, Fantastic's thing was just a white text or white page with black text on it in the exact same format daisy put up a white block of black text that just said today we want to primarily celebrate for no reason at all the remarkable 10th anniversary of daisy <laughs> it is with immense gratitude we commemorate a decade of passion creativity and the unwavering support of our incredible community in this milestone moment, we are delighted to announce the thriving success of DayZ, our groundbreaking MMO experience that has captivated audiences <laughs> worldwide. This open-world survival masterpiece, enriched with years of dedication, has truly flourished into a gaming marvel, etc., etc., etc. And then Rust decided, hey, we're going to get in on that action. And all they did was they took DayZ's post and scratched out DayZ on all of the paragraphs and in red font put Rust. Well, no, red handwritten, handwritten font. font. Yeah, it was, very, it was very MS Paint. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. It was absolutely fantastic between them. Then the CEO of Fantastic, remember this name. It'll go down with names, or it should go down with names, like Sergei Titov, right? If you remember Sergei Titov, you know exactly what I'm talking about and World War Z and all the, you know, all that fun stuff. Eduard Gotovsev. Go, go, Gotovsev. Gotovsev. <laughs> Disappeared from Twitter and LinkedIn. The fantastic YouTube channel now has zero public videos on it. We actually went, uh, I went from MMO Bomb and archived all the Mytona pages that had day before on it on Wayback Machine because who knows how lo uh, long they were going to be up. And then Mytona announced we're working with Steam to get refunds. Fantastic saying we're not going to receive anything from this. The Wild 8, which is a game that was developed by Fantastic, 
but then sold off to another company called Hype Train. Now, they still had Fantastic listed as the developer on Steam. And some people thought this was like Fantastic trying to be sneaky. This had nothing to do with Fantastic. Uh, Hype Train, the publisher of The Wild 8, removed Fantastic from the developer flag on Steam and put the old name of the development team up on their uh, eight points. That's what Fantastic was before it became Fantastic. Only because... The Wild Eight was getting caught in the crossfire, the backlash, and anything that had Fantastic's name tied to it was getting review bombed to hell and back. So they yep. tried to protect their asset as much as possible. Uh, and then, yes, Fantastic kept replying to people on Twitter with such gems <laughs> as Kuipershot saying, unbelievable that you guys hype this game up so much and this is the end result. You are an absolute disgrace to the video game industry, to which Fantastic literally replied on Twitter, and I post these in my article in screenshots, not Twitter embeds, because they are likely to disappear at some point. Fantastic replied, this was our first big experience. Shit happens. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. Uh, they're not yeah. wrong in that fact. <laughs> you, you, you first step into the pool, sometimes shit happens. But, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. I hate to be the person in charge of their social media. Can't be any worse than Bungie's. Oh yeah, and there was the, there was the big the the Discord was like burning down obviously to the point that even the moderators who were volunteer turned on them as well too. Um the day before uh, was it 24 hours after this all went down on Monday. We already had reports Excuse me. Uh, some coming from like dual shockers that staffers were already talking, right? Obviously, they were going to. Right. And they were saying this was never an MMO project. <laughs> like a former member of the team told dual shockers, I never saw it as an MMO project. No one from our team knows why they called it an MMO. It was always a third person shooter with a few co op mechanics, not one RPG mechanic was implemented. Skills were an idea, and they were in a prototype stage, but nothing more. From the beginning, the idea was that servers would be under 100 people. That's not an MMO. No clans, no raids, no closed hubs. It's been that way for over two years. And every time they would make recommendations to the two or three people at the top of the tree, they would get shot down. But the development team, uh, Dom, looked at this as a mix of Rust, DayZ, and Escape from Tarkov. Which is yeah. what it was, a really shitty one. There's also accusations of asset flipping. I don't really have a problem with game developers, even big ones, using buyable assets from like the Unity store or the Unreal yeah. Engine store or anything. I mean, that's what they're for, right? Why do I have to build a tire for my car when I can just go buy a tire for my car type deal and focus on the paint job that I want to put on my specific car? Um, but when you're touting this huge, big thing and everything, seems to be, or a large percentage are assets, then what were you really doing for five years? What was the time saved by buying assets used for? You don't see that, that plus sides. Just an absolute cluster. Absolute cluster. Yeah. And there was another game this year. I, I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but it was another one that they, they uh, had uh, assets that were taken from the Unity store, I believe. Uh, it was like a dungeon game. It was skeletons and 
something. Maybe, uh, why can't I remember the name of it? It's going to bother me. It's kind of like Hunt Showdown, but in like a Dungeons and Dragons setting. Dark and Darker. There it is. Thank you, Omi. Um, yeah, like another game got hit with this assets thing. And it's just like this, this is actually very common. It's like <laughs> like uh, TV shows, movies, they use the same thing. How many times have you heard those uh, the little kids laughing sound that's in like 300 different things and it's like I, I get sick of it when I hear that sound I'm like I, it, it's common in every form of social media entertainment so I don't know I, I don't I don't pay much I don't want to say I don't pay much attention to it but I don't think negatively on it you know it's just it's what games do what a mess Yad what a mess yeah I mean if you if you're like uh, Havoc saying here with shutter stock photos if you're gonna use the stock stuff i I have no problem with using the stock stuff. If you've got to use the stock stuff, use the stock stuff. But if you're selling it, I, I almost want to say you'll modify it slightly so it's not blaringly obvious it's that asset. Yeah, see, I'm of the mind when it comes to, like, video game development in particular, right? Like, if you want to buy some skyscrapers and some buildings and some houses from the, the Unreal Engine store and put them in your game, fine. But the reason that you would do that is either one of two things. One, these assets work for what you want to do, and they're going to save you time so that you can go do something else. Right. I don't right. have the time as a game developer of just the three of us. We don't have the time to make these buildings to the scale we want to make these numbers of buildings. So why don't we just pay $3,000, get as many of these buildings as we want, because now we can spend our time in the fighting mechanics of our game or, or whatever yeah, the I, case. I, or I can totally get that. The secondary reason is the reason I pay Yod for assets. I can't create the art that I have up here in my head for the overlays that you see or the, the different little clip movies and stuff that we use on this channel, right? I got these ideas up here. But I can't draw and I can't use Adobe uh, to the degree that an artist can like Yod. And so I commission him to do that. And while he does that <laughs> in the background, I'm taking his finished product and editing it together into video form, getting the music and doing all the other stuff that I can do. Which one was it here? Did they just not have a team that could make assets or were they trying to buy the assets to free up time to do other things that the team was good at? And it seems at the end of the day, it was neither. It was like... Yeah. <laughs> Oof. That, that's when you run into the problem of using pre, pre-made assets. Yeah. Though, is it's, you know, if it's blaringly obvious that you got, you know, that Shutterstock image of Semi-Lu <laughs> being a computer dude <laughs> and you're using it, uh, you know, it, I don't know. Part of, part of it rubs yeah. me oddly. Another part's like, well, yeah, you paid for the asset. You might as well use the asset, but don't be so obvious about it. The last you know? thing I no. want to say on this is that I liked my headline when this all went down. Uh, my headline was totally not a scam game the day before <laughs> sees de developer fantastic closing up shop the week after. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of after. Yeah, the day before and the week after. But I don't know, because like going with the Shutterstock images, like especially like I know the TV show's Dexter and its final season that nobody even likes. They used video of a hurricane warning thing that you can find on Shutterstock. Yeah. In its completed form, like not modified at all. So it's like 
even big productions use them. So I, I don't right. think too much about yeah, it. Yeah, Baron, you're you're exactly right, Baron. Baron kind of finishing off my point there that you would typically buy these for one of two reasons. I don't see either of those reasons in play here. Baron says they bought the assets to rush it out the door to show that they actually did something when they didn't. And there that's the impression that I get yep. too, Baron. Yeah, yeah Baron. I guess. Because they had to get that. something out of the door to at right. least take a shot. Spend some money to try to make some money. Yeah. Hey, speaking of things that were raised from the dead and dragged around like they were alive <laughs> for a little while uh, and now are officially dead, E3 is no longer Ooh. a thing officially. Bittersweet. Yeah, it is bittersweet, yeah. right? It is. Like we've been talking about on this show, like the relevancy of E3 for years. I mean, we were debating right. it back on Game Breaker, but more so yeah. now. Mm -hmm. The ESA announcing after more than two decades of E3, each one bigger than the last. That's not entirely true. The time has come to say goodbye. Thanks for the memories. Uh, Havoc wants a moment of silence for the E3. Okay, that's enough. Okay. Um, I mean, we all knew this was coming. <laughs> Honestly, it probably should have happened prior to COVID. Post-COVID, it definitely should have happened. Yes. Um, but it is still, to your point, uh, Dom, a little sad to, to see it actually here. It is. Uh, I, I remember, like, the, the weird, like, when I was younger, I was a little too young to understand what E3 was, and, like, I just knew, like, summer was when game things got announced you know and it's like okay cool and then figuring out what e3 is and all that but now we've moved into we've shifted into this age where it's pretty easy to get video content out to the public with, yeah. with the existence of twitch and youtube and stuff like that but the the entire reason for e3 existing because it was difficult to do that and to to bring the industry together under one roof made sense and it worked for the time period it's in and I'm going to say this is like a blockbuster video type case where they just did not adapt to the formats and everything with the times. And it's I'd say it's their own fault. Yeah, well, and, and you know what? Stanley Pierre-Louis, uh, the CEO of the ESA, wouldn't disagree with you. Uh, in an interview the next day with VentureBeat, uh, he said, um, yeah, where's the one I wanted? Was it hard? <laughs> it was a long interview. Yeah, but there was really only two questions that were that were vital to what we were talking about. Uh, favorite memory, I don't care. Favorite memories, don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't get through the whole thing, even you know having it read to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have that that uh, that thing Extra set voice. up on Chrome. Yeah, it, it just reads stuff to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, like, it's very nice. Yeah, but the, it was just so freaking long. I'm like, oh my god. Oh uh, god, I don't, I don't know where the hell is, is it. Uh, do you think this is a case of companies focusing on their own interests yeah. as opposed to the industry, maybe not having as much to say or show next year? Is it that uh, one? I can't find it. I'm scrolling through it hard, gang. Like, <laughs> my scroll is on here. I, I, I think I think E3 was a good thing for, if it was used for, like, actual developers and the people that don't get a chance to leave the office because they're working on stuff, to have a day where they all get together 
be able to get together and do something else. <laughs> it mm-hmm. it would have been a nice event for that if it was, you know, company only like it was when it started. It, it might have been able to keep on going that way. Because uh, uh, going to going to a lot of conventions and stuff like that, and I mean, Dom, you've been to quite a few. <laughs> you get the feeling that a, a lot of these guests and stuff like that, and you know, being the having been a guest a few times, you don't get to interact with other people in your field because you're too busy doing the stuff. There we go. And it is nice to have a you know a weekend or whatever to you know share war stories and commensurate the people that you've lost or you know hey yeah. maybe there's new opportunities you can get or whatever so if they geared themselves towards something like that i, I think they could have probably kept going in a low-key capacity well, that, yeah that's yeah. a point that you made that it was like okay you need to shift to the togetherness of right. being there for that experience not right. the big reveals and right. pierre louis says that he says video game companies have new and exciting ways to reach people they can do it on a timetable that meets their business needs this doesn't take away from the need to bring people together we'll think about exploring ways to bring everyone together to tell a story about the industry i don't know what form that will take we're spending time thinking through what the narrative is because there's a nice moment for the industry to reshape and refashion how the public thinks about games, but it's early thinking. There are exciting opportunities for our industry. When you look at the marketing and business needs, our companies have shown that there are many outlets they can explore and exploit for the benefit of things. So yeah, I mean, everything we've been saying, like the companies don't need that outlet anymore. They just don't. Right. And one of the yeah. better things that I said on yesterday's podcast, Dom, is here's a sentence that you'll never, ever hear again. Man, G4 is going to be dope this week with E3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If, like, as somebody, like Yad said, as somebody who's been to a bunch of conventions and stuff like that, for me, the announcements and all the stuff there, while I'm there, is not the exciting part for me. I don't no. care about any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, That's when, only like, exciting I, to us at home. Exactly. Like, when I go to, like... BlizzCon, which I haven't gone to in a number of years now, but like when I go to BlizzCon, for example, I will go to the opening ceremony. I will watch that because there's something really cool about that big reveal in the first like hour of the the thing. But as soon as that's over, I don't go to any panels, none, yep. zero, zip, zilch, nada. I rather walk around, go look at the the, the different booths, the merch, yeah. interact with the people that I don't get to see all the time. Uh, maybe go talk to some game developers or some of artists or you know different people in the industry and in the company and stuff like that. That to me, that's what going to the conventions is all about. Right. Or maybe playing the game. You know, if there's a game to play uh, uh, there. But that's not what it turned into. E3 was just announcement after announcement after announcement after. I could sit at home and do that and wait for somebody else to tell me what's interesting to look at because I don't want to sit there for six hours, <laughs> uh, you know, going through the things that I think I might, you know, and hoping that there's something I'm going to enjoy. So yep. it's just the industry has shifted and we are in the now 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 kind of thing that's why like short form video like tiktoks are, are way more interesting than 30 minute youtube videos these days but you know it's just you gotta shift with the times uh skull and bones is in a closed beta right now for a few days just a few days as it heads to launch early next year and we're yeah, already seeing some <laughs> initial impressions from people there's some youtube videos there's some things on reddit Obviously, if you go to the Skull and Bones Twitter and you just look at the things they're retweeting, it must be a fantastic game uh, based on the selections there. But if you actually look at the broader picture, 
there's kind of a split on this one. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised. Like, I expected likely a full-on train wreck. Nothing near the day before, but, <laughs> like, and, and I'm kind of, well, maybe. Like, there seem to be people that are saying, hey, man, the ship-to-ship -ship combat is actually pretty neat. They got that right. The, the, the environments look kind of janky, though, and there's just a lot of fetch questing going on, and that kind of, that's kind of boring. Obviously, we knew there was no, like, hand-to-hand -hand combat when you're off of your ship, People are bringing that up again as something they feel is sorely missing from the game. Uh, but we knew at least in advance that that wasn't going to be a thing. So there seems to be a little bit of divisive going on here with some people really enjoying it and some people not. So we're going to, I guess, like have to hold until it comes out to get a full picture on this because there is one big caveat that I don't understand except for maybe nefarious reasons that I could ascribe but have no idea if these are true or not, mm. is that you only can play this beta for six hours. <laughs> Even though it's a multi-day beta, if you get in and download it right now and you start playing, six hours and you're done. Which means we are seeing things on Reddit like some of the open world events and things like that can't even realistically be done because you, or, or at least attempted in a meaningful way besides getting demolished. Uh, because you can't get to an appropriate level to take on the first couple of those in that six-hour gap. Very, very weird, the time limit on a closed beta. Like, the closed beta is already a time limit. Like, right, right. <laughs> why this sub-time limit, unless there's a concern about people getting too far into certain things prior to actually having to pay for the product, that's just me speculating. I, I don't have any reason to believe that's exactly why Ubisoft is doing this. Maybe there's another reason, but I've been in the industry long enough that this is weird. This is weird. It is. It is. Maybe after six hours, you get really bored. People are getting <laughs> bored at like four because a lot of it's fetch quests. Yeah. A lot the, of it is fetch quests. The other thing, I mean, for it to be not nefarious, maybe they have a server issue where they they thought a whole lot of people would log on at the same time. And it's crash a closed the beta. Server. They have control over the population inbound. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to pick at the other <laughs> side here. <laughs> they, they have absolute control over the inbound population. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I, saying, maybe that's a problem. <laughs> like one of the one of the complaints I saw on on Reddit was they said six hours is not enough. Uh, time to get geared up for the world event cosmetic. I was level six and I had four level fours and we still couldn't out DPS the healing on a colonial fleet. Oof. That, that's to get your world event cosmetic. Right. Which apparently is your, I saw one that said you, it's at least a level 13 uh, event. Yeah, you ain't getting there in six hours. No, no, you ain't getting there in six hours. On the other, the other thing is, it could happen like on the other side of the world from you, and you just can't get there in time. Yeah, it yeah. takes six and a half hours to get. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we're gonna have to watch it still. Hey, right. uh, Game Rant posted their like kind of their top ten biggest video game stories of the year. So let me mm -hmm. uh, see if you agree with some of these, or if there's anything you see missing. Uh, 2023 has been an incredible year for gaming, but a terrible year for devs. I think we would all agree on that. Yep. It's been yep. an absolutely awful year for developers in the industry. Uh, 
honestly, I totally forgot this happened. So I don't know if I would if it would have made my <laughs> list. But it's probably because I very seldom used the online services for these anyway, even when I am messing around with my 3DS. Uh, 3DS and Wii U online services shut down coming up. Totally forgot about that. But again, I didn't know people still had Wii U's. I do. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 takes the industry by storm. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Charles Martinet steps away from Mario. Very sad days. Very sad, but I don't know if it's a, one of the biggest stories in gaming, right? I, I, uh, it, it's good to acknowledge it. I See, I, I, would, really, I would say... I don't know, because when Kiefer Sutherland stepped in and was given the job to play Snake... You know, David Hayter not playing Snake was not one of the top 10 video game stories that year. But Mario is way more iconic than Solid Snake. Right. And he it, also it's, it's, barely it's, says anything. Yahoo! It's also a longer period of time. Don't get me wrong. Mario. I'm sad it's Charles isn't doing it anymore. And <laughs> I've met Charles and he was fantastically nice oh, to my kids. He's such such a great guy but he has I'm just so saying, much energy i don't, I don't know, know how someone <laughs> i don't know how someone that age has that much energy i don't i don't uh microsoft completes its active uh, acquisition of activision blizzard king yeah no doubt the biggest acquisition in gaming history yes it's going to be the big right. one of the biggest stories google google stadia officially shuts down Maybe it was a big story to the 14 people on it. I, <laughs> I mean, I think the only reason it was a big story, right, is because it was streaming, game streaming. Right. That, like that itself was the story. Um, no, it's right. Google it was, it was, leaving another product in the dust. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, that that's <laughs> not that's not news, but it, it's it's the grand <laughs> experiment that it was. Has you, that you, you mean you're not using Google Glass? I'm not. <laughs> Uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 finally gets his first trailer. I think, yeah, you kind of have to put that up there just by default. I'm showing it here, which I'm sure will get my damn show claimed. Uh, <laughs> Sony CEO Jim Ryan stepping down. I think that's a big one, too. And then we they finish up with Trouble at Embracer Group, and the KOTOR remake is left in disarray. Okay, yeah, the KOTOR remake... I sure worth a mention there i'm not sure whether it's part of the headline or not but the trouble at embracer group i think is definitely yeah a, a top 10 gaming story that is just like imploding all over the place and having just they expanded and bought so fast mm -hmm. that it's now they're part of the reason that it's terrible to be a dev right now yeah well what about the number one story yeah Unity policy change. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's certainly you know uh, a big that story. was a disaster. It was an absolute yeah, disaster. That that was more of a fire than a bungee <laughs> on social media. Here's the 20 best on video everything. games according to Rolling Stone of the year. Mm -hmm. Hi-Fi yeah. Rush. Yeah, I think yep. that's up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thirsty Suitors. Never played it. Never heard of it. Uh, Super Mario RPG. I don't know, man. It's a remake of a game, and it literally came out right before the year <laughs> ended. I... Game of the year. <laughs> yep. Dead Space remake. Yeah, I can see that. Like a dragon-ish in. Okay. 
Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Ooh, I don't know. Lies of P. Was this year? No, that was this year. Okay. Armored Core Six, Fires of Rubicon. I still haven't played yet, but I want to. Venba, never heard of it. Never heard of it. Mortal Kombat One coming in at number eleven. That's that's atrocious. How many times can we go back? Like, don't get me wrong, I love Mortal Kombat. How many yeah. times can we go back to one? Right? We had Mortal Kombat One, then we did the trilogy, then then we did <laughs> what was it, Mortal Kombat Nine that time traveled back to Mortal Kombat One, and now we have Mortal Kombat One that is alternate universe parallel worlds. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I don't think jedi I, I agree i don't think jedi survival should be in the list at all i don't think mortal kombat should be in the list at all i think the rest maybe well besides i can't comment on the one or two that i don't know about at all we'll just assume that they belong there uh so maybe yes. i argue order but there's two games and we're we're just through 10 of the top 20 that yep. i don't think should be on the list at all uh, Diablo 4, uh, it's hard to argue because of the sales success that it was, even if it isn't everybody's favorite game late in the year with some of the season shenanigans that hopefully hopefully will start to get rectified. It doesn't belong in number 10 spot, but it belongs on this list. Uh, number 9, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Number 8, Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars is a great game. Yeah, I can see that. A fair, I, I still haven't beaten it. Marvel Spider-Man 2. I'm not surprised. Street Fighter 6, not surprised. That's really well received. Super Mario Wonder, not surprised. Number four, Final Fantasy 16. Number three, Alan Wake 2. Number two, Baldur's Gate 3. They gave, Rolling Stone gave the game of the year to, Dom already shaking his head. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Dom not having it. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not saying a word. Camera's on you, brother. It's all you. <laughs> Rolling Stone just announced the Ze Legend of Zelda game number one game of the year. It's Breath of the Wild. It's the same game. No, no, it's not. It's Tears of the Kingdom. It's the same game. I don't care. No, no they gave the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom oh. number one, Dom. Maybe yeah, maybe you didn't yeah. hear me or I didn't no, give the whole title. No, no, Tears of Me because I'm crying at how much it's Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Tears of of the kingdom is it tears is it tears i don't know tears would make more sense it's uh it's tears yeah i know because i'm crying about it still i believe it's pronounced touche touche <laughs> oh yeah touche. tears of the dom that's yeah. what it is havoc says it is i'm it's i haven't played it but i'm sure it's a great game but it's not a good zelda game and i don't care what you say it's not a zelda game at all you can throw Link in it all you want. It's not a Zelda game. That's you can vote for your Steam game of the year and other 2023 Steam Awards. Now all the voting for nominees is done. Everybody voted on those. So now here are your choices for game of the year. Lethal Company, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Baldur's Gate 3, and FC24. I'm okay. voting FC24 right now. That's your prediction, FC. Oh, no, it's not it. my prediction. I just oh, don't want any the others. Let me get an Excel sheet up here. Oh let God! Oh, this will be Yod, Dom, Mike, and Chat. Uh, I mean, really, is anybody picking anything besides Baldur's Gate three no. for game of the year? It, yeah, here? Baldur's no. Gate's year. Come on now. I haven't played it yet, but I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it probably next week or this week. I don't know. No, no, come yes, on, Excel. 
I just tried to drag that over. I wasn't paying attention. And it was like BG three, four, five, six. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it gets all the awards. I feel like we already did this this game of the year stuff. <laughs> why why you gotta jump in on it, Steam? Because they steaming it up. They steaming it up. Hold on. Hold on. I mean there we you go. know. So that's it's the Steam. game of the year. Okay, good. Uh then we got VR game of the year. Okay. Um your nominees are I expect you to die three, Gorilla Tag, Ghosts of Tabor, uh FI or Formula One, sorry, uh twenty-three, and Labyrinthine. I'm gonna go with Labyrinthine. That's what I was gonna say just yeah. based on the images, because I know yeah. nothing about it. Same. It's like they, uh, they don't have uh, Resident Evil Village. <laughs> they don't they don't have the new Five Nights at Freddy's game on, on here, so I'm already calling rigged. Chat, what do you got for me on that one? Gorilla Tag, never played it, but your son loves it. All right, we'll let everybody chime in here. Dom will buy it, buy it, and look at it for the next three years. Yeah, probably. I just, I just bought, uh, I just bought a VR headset, so I'll just uh, buy that and motion sick. Oh my yeah, God. I'll just look at this for the next uh, two, three years what and I'll play idiot. it. <laughs> uh, Labor of Love Award Apex Legends, Red Dead Redemption 2 Dota 2, Rust or Deep Rock Galactic This category by the way is the game has been out for a while well past the debut of being like their creative baby but good parents they're continuing to nurture and support it they, you know, that's why you're seeing older titles here Apex, Red Dead Redemption, Dota 2 Rust, Deep Rock, what do you got Yon? Dota 2 Dota 2. Yod? Mm -hmm. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Dom? Um, oh, this one's difficult. Um, I'll go with Do you need Apex. me to buy you some time? No. <laughs> we'll go with Apex. Apex. I'm going to go with Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, chat. Red Dead. Deep Rock, maybe, from Omikins. I didn't really like Deep Rock Galactic from Metallica. Uh, all right, so we're going to go Red Dead Redemption 2 slash... We'll give chat the... Chirac saying Rust. <laughs> Rust. We can give them all of them, huh? Yeah. I mean, you can't lose if you choose all can't of them. Can't lose. Uh, best Game on Steam Deck Award. The one I think should be here isn't even here. Uh, Dredge, Hogwarts Legacy, The Outlast Trials, Diablo 4, or Brotato? Mm. Um, I really think Hades deck. should be on this list. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I, I'll go with Hogwarts. Dredge was damn good, though. <sighs> I'm going to go Dredge. I'm going to go with Brotato. Brotato? Fantastic. Because it's rotate Mario Brothers one. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait. Legend of Zelda Tears of the King. <laughs> Chat going with me on Dredge. Okay. Uh, Dom, what did you want for that one? I said Hogwarts just because of the popularity of Harry Potter. You got it. Uh, next up, the Better with Friends Award. Uh, not the multiplayer award. Okay, got yeah. it. No. 
Do you, do you like that they differentiated it with just better? Kind of. It, it has different meaning to me, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lethal Company, Sunken Land, uh, Warhammer 40k, Dark Tide, Party Animals, Sons of the Forest. I, I know where Dom's going, and I think I'm actually going with you on this one. Really? Because I'm not going where you think I'm going. I'm going Party Animals. Yeah, I'm not going that, where you think I'm going. That's where I was going. That's where you, okay. Yon, so, is that where you want to go? Yeah, yeah, I want to go party animals. So ahead, on a Bob. personal level, I would pick party animals, but just because I've seen the uh, sensation that Lethal Company has been on Twitch, I'm 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 going with that as my prediction, not as what I personally would pick. Gotcha. Dark Tide is good, but it wasn't initially, and I think that's where it's gonna suffer. Chat Metallica and Baron saying Warhammer Dark Tide is great. Uh, it is. Chirac saying Dark Tide too, so I guess that's going to be chats. Okay. I think it not being great at launch because it really did not. It it needed those first like three or four patches. They should have had an early access or something. Um, it needed those first three or four patches where they you know fixed loot and inventory and some balancing stuff and changed the way certain things worked because there was it was yucky live servicey to start with. Um, mm -hmm. And then community feedback forced them to make some better decisions. Um, outstanding visual style. Mm. Uh, this is Cocoon, Darkest Dungeon 2, Atomic Heart, High on Life, and Inward. Uh, I like Darkest Dungeon 2, but as far as I visual as well. style, like I, I just feel like I feel like more people are going to vote for like something artistic here. Yeah. yeah. Inward. Yeah. Inward. I think yeah. inward or cocoon. Yeah. Very I'm gonna likely. I'm going to go with cocoon. I'm going to go with inward. Yod? Yeah, we'll go inward. I would love Darkest Dungeon 2 to win this, though. I would as well. I love their art style so much. Chat right I just now is. I don't think it's what people want leaning towards darkest dungeon too hey man if it gets it i'll be very happy i would too i'd be ecstatic i just it does have a great art style and it is outstanding visually but it looks like a you know medieval fantasy game it's not and so i think that might actually hurt it yeah. uh most innovative gameplay i don't understand this category Maybe I, you'll see why when I read the nominees. Most innovative I, gameplay award. Go ahead. I was just saying, can I comment on on the the uh, poster for Shadows of Doubt? Looks very much like the DLC for Five Nights at Freddy's that just came out. Like it's like they ripped the style off entirely. Um, I can see that. I'm gonna just post it in the general chat in Discord real quick. Most innovative gameplay award. Shadows of Doubt. Your only move is hustle. Contraband Police, Remnant 2, and Starfield. Not that Remnant 2 is not a very good game. Not that Starfield is not an enjoyable game. But please tell me what either two of those games do, even remotely innovative. Obviously, you're not playing Starfield correctly if you don't think it's innovative. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that one in there. 
I don't really know to like I know I know what some of these games are, but I don't know. I haven't played them. I haven't followed them enough to know what is innovative innovative about them. Um, uh, honestly, uh, I, I feel like Remnant or Starfield is going to win just because of a pop- popularity contest at this point. That's exactly what I'm, but, I'm sitting. You at. know, not that they're not good games, but they don't do anything super innovative. Like uh, I don't get it. Yeah, no, Contraband is the Border Patrol one. Um, I want to say Remnant. I'm going with Starfield. I'm going to go Remnant. Just because I don't want Starfield to win. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. I don't really want it to win either. Chad I was leaning more towards Remnant, too. Okay. Uh, Havoc said Starfield Remnant, should too. Win any awards. <laughs> yeah, we'll give, we'll give it to Remnant, too. Okay. Oh God! I'm gonna go Starfield just because I, I I know I can't I can't I can't I can't do it. <laughs> no, it shouldn't even it. be there, right? I'm gonna go Shadows of Doubt. There's no way it's winning, but it would be tremendous <laughs> if it did. Uh, we're gonna do one more. There's actually 11 categories, but we're not gonna do them all. Uh, best game you suck at: <laughs> Overwatch 2, Call of the Hunt Season 8, Lords of the Fallen, Sifu, FC 24. Street Fighter Six. I'm going Street Fighter Six. Going Seafood. Lords of the Fallen. I'm going Sifu. Oh, Sifu is a good game. You literally have to die to get better. Oh, so like Hades. Got it. <laughs> and then chat. What do you got here? Street Fighter Six too. All right, Six as well. All right, let's save these. We'll bring them back at the beginning of the year because the, these aren't decided until the, uh, January anyway. How many do we have? We have 11 categories? Uh, that's how many there are total, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. We did uh, one, two, three, eight. four, five, six, seven, eight of them. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's that. California and Activision have reached a settlement. On the discrimination allegations the state was alleging against Activision Blizzard, that settlement was buried Friday night, last night. It was like the last thing to come out after all kinds of other news came out. Like, yeah, and Kotaku really made their headline clickbaity for this one, by the way. Boy, does Activision know how to bury a lead, uh, bury a story on a Friday night. The settlement is for about $54 million dollars. $45 $45 million of that will be put into a fund where if you've worked, if you were a female and you worked between this date and this date, you can check out the full settlement. I actually wrote it up on MMO Bomb if you need it. Um, you can file. You don't have to do anything yet. This still has to be approved by the courts. There are some additional criteria, too, that Blizzard still has to keep, Activision Blizzard still has to keep doing its different programs that it's put in, in since 2021. They also have to get an independent third party to help them review their uh, outreach and hiring practices for underrepresented uh, groups. So all good things to be sure, no doubt. But did you know uh, Riot Games, who had to settle with the same state, California, for very similar discrimination or, uh, uh, yeah, discrimination charges, uh, they had to pay a hundred million in their settlement. Of course, yeah. Blizzard got hit. Activision Blizzard got hit with fifty-four. 
And it just, <laughs> if you needed some frame of reference to how little that $54 million will even be noticed on their PL, Warzone makes approximately $5 million a day. Yep. Yep. So it's a slap on a wrist in the vein of like a slap bracelet, right? Like it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Like, and after it's on there, you forget it's on there. It's just a little annoying for a second. It's really awful. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, there being a settlement at all is a good thing. I don't want to, and, and this money will do good in certain pockets uh, and for certain individuals. I don't want to take that away at all. It does. But this this isn't even remotely, like, something Activision Blizzard's going to notice. It will take them... 10 days of just Warzone to make that money back. Just Warzone. Forget every other game. Bobby Kotick oh. supposed to leave at the end of the year. Supposed to. Yeah. We're going to slide over and do the games of the week in a moment here, but I know, uh, Dom, you brought up at the tail end of last week's show the whole mm-hmm. incidents going on that was still unfolding with the completionist and his open hand charity for uh, dementia research uh, in sp- in the spirit of his uh, deceased mother uh, and some accusations because they hadn't used, they hadn't done anything with the money. Like they just yeah. kept sitting there in a bank account year after year after year after year. And some YouTubers, Carl Jobs and some ordinary gamer uh, did some videos about it and saying, hey, this money is still there. They talked to the completionist about it. And finally, a few weeks later, as we were doing the show last week, the completionist uh, put up a reply video. Well, Carl and Ordinary Gamer have already put up their reply videos to it. What do you want to talk about? It's just, it's a lot. Like, he's being accused of charity fraud, and I I don't necessarily think it's incorrect. Uh, I th- it's just so, such a difficult topic um, because it's like, Yes, the the money should have been donated. He should have been honest. He should have been upfront with everyone. There's no denying that. That's there's like no no one is against that statement right there. Um, the money has gone now where it needs to go. Um, and I think it was six hundred thousand um, dollars was donated on top of an extra two hundred thousand uh, from another. Um, another group that that threw some money in um but there there is a lot of discrepancy with the way he he handled it saying all of the money that was going from his twitch streams and his bits and all this stuff um was going directly to charity they were not taking any of the money but then it turns out that they were using that money to pay for the fundraising which is not abnormal for charities to do but it's the delivery of the statements that were made that is the differentiator here. So it's difficult because it's like, yes, I enjoy and appreciate Gerard as a content creator. Um, I respect him for a lot of the, the stuff he's done for the gaming industry. Uh, but this, this is a mess. This is an absolute mess. He's, he's being accused of like using his dead mother as a shield um, to like get away with all this stuff. I don't think, at least from what I've heard personally from him, I don't think that he's ever tried to use it necessarily for like sympathy purposes, but more as like showing that he has a personal connection 
uh, to this charity. Um, it's not like he was pocketing the money and like embezzling the money for his own personal uses. Like he's not turning around and buying, you know, stuff for his his uh, channel, like games or anything for it. Um, he, he's using it to fund the charity that's literally don't collecting money that was planned on being donated. Um, one of the reasons he claimed for holding on to this money was because they wanted to make a big one lump sum. Uh, I, I believe it's called a restricted donation um, where you get away with not having a lot of the taxable fees or whatever, like the, well, the it's, processing fees. It's Yeah, they want he wanted more. This is what he alleges, right? That the organization wanted to do a restricted donation. So like you can go to the Alzheimer Foundation and Yod can go on their website and make a $10 donation right now. And they certainly mm-hmm. could have done that in with a dementia research place. Uh, but your donation of $10, Yod, is an unrestricted donation. They can use right. that money for whatever the hell they need to use that money for, up to and including processing the fees of donations or paying the salary of some of their employees or paying administrative costs to run a charity. Your $10 might not go towards Alzheimer's research at all. It might right. go to the salary of somebody that works for the organization. Where if you have larger sums of money, and it doesn't have to be extraordinarily large, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, you could do this with as little as ten or twenty thousand dollars. A lot of charities will let you do this. Well, you can do a restricted donation, where but you have to make sure you tell them it's a restricted. Oh, absolutely, donation. yeah. You have to come to the arrangements. Hey, Yod, right. I'm going to give your charity six hundred thousand dollars, but we're going to draw up a contract that for you to get this six hundred thousand dollars. This is going to be restricted. This $600,000 is earmarked specifically for scientific research. Right. You know, uh, you right. cannot you use this to pay the yeah. admins or do this or do that or do this. So you can right. do that. That's what he alleges was the holdup, you know, why they waited. The problem with that becomes that's not what he advertised. That's not what he said on his streams where all these things seem very past tense. And in fact, in some cases, past tenses are actually used, referring to your organization as being one of the biggest contributors to the University of San Francisco when, in fact, you haven't donated anything. Like, that is a problem yeah. for you to have yeah. said that at that point. It's misleading at wor- at best. It's misleading. Is it charity fraud in the strictest definitions of the law i think that's an argument you can have mm-hmm. that it may or may not be if you and i i can't believe i'm doing this but i'm going to quote asman gold because i actually watched his i don't watch asman all Woo! that much but i watched his take on completionist reply too so i'm going to quote him here if you asked 100 people out on the street hey if somebody was raising money for charity telling you it was going here and they didn't actually put the money there, they just kept it in a bank account for six years, is that charity fraud? A large percentage of those hundred are probably going to say yes, even though that may not strictly legally be speaking be the case. Right. It's it's certainly a bad look. Um I would never, and this is the unfortunate side effect, right? I, I've never been a fan of the completionist. Not that I don't like him, just like I don't watch him. Sure. Uh, he's not my, I've seen one or two videos, not my cup of tea as far as the presentation. 
can, but just like, you know, hey, I'm not a huge Beatles fan and I can recognize what they've done for music. He's done some great things for the indie game scene, and I will never take that away from him uh, mm -hmm. and gaming in general, just because I maybe don't watch his YouTube videos because they don't interest me personally. He's done a lot, yep. but I would never donate to any charity that had any affiliation with him anymore. Yeah, and that's, well, that's a problem. That's because he was also. He was on the board of directors for the Open Hand Foundation yeah. as well. And the problem with that is, and I, I not that I'm sticking up for him here, but I genuinely don't think he actually did anything on the board. I think his family was just made to be board members because they founded it. Right. And then he let his family deal with it while he's off doing his YouTube channel and he's got his head down and he's doing his own thing. And it got overlooked. And yes, his name is on it. Yes, he's responsible for it. Just because you didn't do anything with it doesn't make you unresponsible for it. Yeah. Was it his fault? Probably not. Yeah. And right? it's, it's very one of those, like, don't ascribe to malice what could easily be descri uh, ascribed to stupidity, right? Right. Um, yep. or, or just incompetence. Uh, I'm with you. I don't think he was like him and his family or any of that. I don't think they were stealing the money or try or, yeah, or, yeah. or planning to steal the money and do something with it. Is is there an audit in order? Probably. Yeah. You know, there, there there probably is an audit in order, both on the golf side of things and on the open hand side of things and, and on the Indie land side of things. Yes, there's probably an audit in order. Legally speaking, did you break a law? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, and an audit will will find that out very quickly. Uh, but from an ethically, like a personal morality thing, I don't like how it was all presented as past right. tense. That feels grimy to me, even if it wasn't a planned action. It certainly feels grimy in retrospect, looking back on it. And at best, the incompetence makes me say, I'm never going to give money again. Um, yep. And... I think he knows that, right? Like he said, Yod, that Indyland is not going to have a charitable component to it anymore. It's just right. going to be raising awareness for indie games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once once you break that trust, it's it's a little hard to it's hard to build that back up. You know. Yep. E even if legally you haven't done anything wrong, that public trust is really a lot more fragile. Let's do some games of the week. I guess technically it's games of the year now. Uh, so oh. this is the end of the year. It's our last episode. Happy holidays and happy new year again to all of you. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out this year. Thumbs up, like, subscribe, all that stuff to feed the algorithm. If you like what we do, tell a friend. But we're going to end it the same way we end every episode where we give you a game, something we've played recently or playing now or have never played and think you should play or check out. And you let us know who gave the best recommendation in the comments. Now, it can be a mobile game, a board game, a video game. Doesn't matter. Any game you want. And you know what, gents? Let's have you give like your game of the year recommendation here right here. Not, not oh, like who should win game of the year, but like. This is it. If you had to play one game this year, it needs to be this one. Yod, you're up. Oh boy. Oh geez. Really? <laughs> just like, just you, like you that. We've me. changed we've changed the definition of, of what we had prepared. Just like that. You're on the spot. Yeah. Just wow. like that. Oh. All right, here, we'll go, we'll go to the happy holidays slide while you think. Yeah, yeah. G give me a second here. <laughs>
<laughs> Tom, do you got one? Um, so I I was gonna I was the game I was going to go with um was was gonna be Five Nights at Freddy's uh, Help Wanted Two the VR title. Uh, I've heard great things about it already. I've never played a VR game in my life because of motion sickness. I'm looking very forward to it, uh, especially coming off the tail end of the movie and stuff like that. I don't know if I would call it my game of the year, though, but it is a game I've been looking forward to for the back half of the year. Um, so uh, I'm I'm a more recent person into the franchise. I didn't actually start playing until a year ago, like to the day, uh, like to the month, I should say. I, I played my first game last December. Um, so I'm excited for this. Um, but uh, I will say I also got into Hades pretty recently and went into like full completion mode on that. Uh, and I've been going nuts playing playing a lot of Hades. So uh, if I had to give like one that I've actually played, it would be Hades. One that I've been anticipating would be uh, Help Wanted 2. I'm going a little older. Beat Saber. Hell yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Go ahead, Yod. Okay, so yeah, since you totally changed on us, I, I had... I had this game I just got. It's, it's Steam Wait. Up, the game of the year, right yeah, here from Yod. <laughs> he hasn't even played it yet. Uh, have you played it? No, yet? haven't even opened it yet. But my cousins <laughs> told me it was fun, so I picked it up at Barnes and Nobles. But anyways, for something, I too will go a little older, not as old as you you went. But if it was a game that I had to play all year long and just that one game, Power Wash Simulator. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I I can't really argue that it's it's pretty cathartic. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it for us here for 2023. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Until next year, Yod, where can everybody find you? Uh, Yod Art works on all the social medias and otakudomecomic.com, where my weekly slow ass is putting out a page a week. <laughs> Dom. Oh, it's Christmas. Monster and cookies. Um, That's one screwed up Santa. You can find me <laughs> down below at uh, It's Zista. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there. Oh, man, my slide wasn't fixed. Right there. But more right importantly, there, follow at RC Radio. <laughs> happy holidays. Happy New Year. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers later. Is this where I disappear up into my chimney again? <laughs>